Oh, hello. Okay, we are connected. Hi, everyone. Hello, hey. beautiful, <laughs> wonderful souls. Hi, Cherish. How are you, Yadira? Am I saying your name right? You are. Thank you. So this is officially the first episode of Sweetwater Podcast. Yay. And I'm excited to have you two here with me because I honestly, you two, I know you two will be like really great friends when we all officially meet in person because the the energy, it's going to be this magical and easy I love that. I like that. Easy. Yeah. Smooth and breezy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so today's podcast, today's episode, it is titled Love, Relationships, and Self. Mm. And so the reason I chose Love, Relationships, and Self is because number one, everyone is wanting love, but also everyone kind of has their own ideas of what love is and some people don't truly know what love is then relationships you know we typically think relationships it's always going to be an intimate you know boyfriend girlfriend but sometimes it's just and then also self because we tend to get in these entanglements without fully knowing ourselves and Mm -hmm. things like that the first way we are starting off, it is going to be with love languages. So, have you ladies ever heard of love language? Yes. Okay. So, for those who do not know what a love language is, a love language, it's basically the way that you express love and the way that you would like to receive love. Like, for example, I actually have three love languages that are tied. But my ultimate one, if I'm not mistaken, it is still acts of service. Yep, mine too. I maxed out on that. (laughs) (laughs) The last time I took it, I was like, damn, I got it on both. Okay, cool. But I feel like it it depends on who your partner, who you're in partnership with at at the time, you know? True. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it varies. And I love witnessing how it varies, how you give versus how you receive. Like, how I receive is primarily quality time. Mm-hmm. Um, but how I give is definitely acts of service and gifts and yep. words of affirmation. I'm usually the same in action. So. Yeah, like, and like you said, like, it depends on who you would because I kid you not, in my last relationship, physical touch was at, like, 3%. But <laughs> once I started dating, and I guess other people like taught me more about myself and also kind of brought me on my shell physical touch is like a part of my top two and I say top Mm -hmm. two because I have three that's tied up so it's literally a lot higher than what it was which honestly shocks me because I'm type of person who I don't like people really touch me I'm really like picky with it but I have noticed that once I started dating after my last relationship and I've come across men and my ex was his love language was physical touch. So I started coming across men that wanted me to like hold them or be close to them. And I feel like that kind of brought me on my shell because I wasn't a touchy feely person, 
mainly because I was always like, I'm respecting people's boundaries. Like, I don't like, I feel like I always had to ask permission. Like, do you want to be touched? Like, are you cool? Like, <laughs> so mm-hmm. that did change something in me. Yeah. Um. So for those who do not know, the there are five love languages. And those love languages is acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, and gift giving. Um, And I always think it's crazy that when people, when I ask people, like, do you know your love language? They always just assume it's something. And I'm just like, no, you need to take the test. (laughs) There's There's five love languages. Like, you can't, like. It's nice to think it's this, but you'll be completely shocked by what it truly is. And it'll make perfect sense once you find out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ladies feel like it's important to know um, your love language and the person of interest love language when dating and also in a relationship? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think... Um... It's important when you're interacting with anyone, right? Not just dating, um, family, friends. I think it's important to acknowledge that not everyone, you know, experiences the awareness of being mindful, how people love differently. I know I definitely didn't when I was younger, Mm -hmm. um, which had me feel rejected or I would overlook ways that people were showing me their love. It just didn't align with what I was craving. So I think it's definitely important to explore yourself and explore the person you're with and pace yourself and just take that time to really see how this person shows up for people because it's easy to miss that if it differs from you yeah definitely. absolutely yeah I mean I think you could be giving something that someone's not even really receiving because it's not the way that they mm-hmm. receive love um for example like Say someone is not into gifts, but you're constantly giving them gifts. It's like a yeah. total waste of energy. <laughs> no. You know? Like, yes. And, and I think also, too, like Yadira was saying, it. you know, it doesn't even, it could be in family relationships as well. Um, you know, I'm now living back in Houston with a couple family members, and one of which is my brother-in-law. And I noticed that he's really a words of affirmation type of guy, like, Mm-hmm. If you compliment him, he's just going to keep fixing things around the house. I'm like, dude, I found out <laughs> yeah. his love language. I love it. <laughs> and it works. So, yeah, it's great when you can navigate what people, like, want because then everybody kind of wins that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, especially, like, what I give you, I'm not going to lie. I, and it was really crazy when gift giving in the past was maybe my number four, but Give giving is now tied up mm-hmm. in my, my top two. Yep. And it was funny because I would have has I always love giving gifts. And that is honestly a bad habit of mine. Mm. Because when I'm dating, it's like I shower mm-hmm. like the men with gifts. Like I'm always either buying them food or like I'll see something like based off conversation. I'm like, ooh, they like this. I'm gonna give this for them. And it was crazy because I want to say at least two or three men I've came across, they, like, me giving them gifts, they kind of were, like, they're not a fan of it only because in the past people have used it for manipulation. Mm. 
And so I, and plus also, I was like, I need to stop giving these gifts because I'm buying all these gifts and I'm not even ending up with this person. Like, I'm mm. really like out here being like Oprah. Like, you get, <laughs> you get a gift. No. <laughs> Girl, you got it. You know what? We're going to manifest that Oprah money and then yeah. it'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, how do you feel? love languages affect relationships oh I man mean, yeah go ahead girl no That's, no go for it Cherish. I mean it's so interesting because now I'm actually in a place of like I'm down for gifts like I don't know if it's just the environmental change I was in northern Cal where I was totally hippie like minimalist I didn't really need much and now that I'm here in Houston I'm like yo I wouldn't mind a coach bag like I want to stun a little bit you know I don't know what it is but um you know I think that how it would affect a relationship is like if you're totally not tuning in to what that person needs then they're going to feel neglected. Like my ex, he was all about touch. He was all about touch. I mean, he maxed out on it. And, you know, if I didn't give him touch, he felt neglected and abandoned and made up stories in his head about it. Yeah. So, but also I feel like too, like there has to be a balance because then, you know, just like you were saying, you're giving all these gifts and it's not really being reciprocated. Like, yeah, you don't want to do too much because then it could be exhausting. Yeah, definitely. Because I was spending so much money. I'm like, like, first off, how do I come across all this money? And I'm out here just giving it away. Like, and they, I, I have come to a whole realization this past week. I, I was like, you know what? I'm out here doing the absolute most for these men and not getting that in the slightest Mm -hmm. like at this point I have to take accountability for that because it's easy for us to blame them for things but it's like "Mm, that was really on me because again and I hate when people say I never asked you to do that Mm. but it's really like that when you come to the point of realizations like I was doing a lot and I really should have paid attention to the other person's cues Mm-hmm. That is going completely out of my way. Yeah. Right? You know, so. Well, and this may, I don't want to like switch off the topic, but I feel like there's this give and pull. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like if you do too much, then the person kind of backs up. Or if someone's all into you and do doing too much, we back up. It's like a cat and yeah. mouse game that I'm like so done with. In oh, the it's exhausting. World. You know? Like, mm-mm. Yes, very, very much. I know, and see, I thought it was just like a me thing. It's like I was like, why do I run away for the guy mm-hmm. that do that's doing a lot? But mm-hmm. and I, this is why it's really great to have male friends because I remember I was talking to one of my guy friends and I was telling him I was like, I don't like when men approach me in public. I don't like being. He's and he corrected me. He's like, no. He's like, you just don't like those guys because mm-hmm. to be someone you are physically attracted to instantly you want that and I'm just like yeah. what he does have a point because the men that like are like kind of don't push it's like I'm pushing now and then they start pointing away but I have yeah. to 
to like really chill out and stop being so aggressive <laughs> and just allow things to flow. Yeah, it's so true. Cause like, I remember times where like a fine brother will just come up to me, like as I'm walking out the store and all of a sudden my energy just shifts. Like, yeah. Oh, why, why does he like, what does he want? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, no, like if I was eyeing him first, you know what yes. I'm saying? then it would have been a whole nother story. So I just, I'm really trying to figure out this whole energy game because it's just, it's like, why can't we just be yeah. interested and like be okay with the fact that someone else is also interested yeah. and not have to do yeah. this thing? Yeah. I think it gets to a point, at least where I'm currently at, is like, I'm a very expressive, bold, excited person in life in general. Like I just love to nurture people and so, my thing is like either be radically in love with life and match my energy or we could have a pleasant conversation, but I'm probably going to freak you out and that's fine with me. You <laughs> yeah. know, like I'm okay with being both. I'm okay with being, yeah. you know, me because at, at that point it's like, it's too painful to hinder that for, mm-hmm. for people who just per- perhaps haven't developed that aspect of themselves mm-hmm. yet. So yeah. I go I've almost trained myself to enjoy people that are just as enthusiastic and and bold as myself at this point because I just don't have I mean I don't even have games I always say I don't have games on my phone like I'm just not Mm. my attention span yeah it's just not there so it's like either be crazy be mentally stable emotionally stable but be insane you know um or we're just not a match (laughs) yeah I I will say I have to slow myself down because I will connect with something very interesting and then it's kind of like I'm straight to okay like we're boyfriend girlfriend like already right I like I have to pull myself back because I like I Mm. will move on extremely quick but also have to like remind myself like hey you need to move slow like you really truly need to get to know this person because yeah you can get in a relationship with this person you guys be together for a long time but also it's kind of like you don't fully know this person Mm -hmm. the like the factuation phase i think people typically overlook especially because of hormones and pheromones and whatever else is going on the stories we make up in our head yeah, about like, that person. Oh, yeah, I'm we a, fill I'm, in the I'm gaps with stories. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's fine as long as you know when to bring yourself back. You know, right. I recently went through that experience and I mean, asked Autumn, like just two days ago, I was really sad about a situation. But you know, my 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 thing is let yourself feel it. Let yourself mm-hmm. feel it so fully instead of resisting or trying to use your logic let that energy and motion move. And that's, you know, what I do. I'll go a few days, maybe even weeks sometimes and just sit with a feeling, you mm-hmm. know, that I have towards someone. And by the time I have fully experienced it, you wouldn't even know that I was thinking about something. <laughs> yeah. Like today I'm just like, oh, I release him with love. Yeah. 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 100%. I, I think that's the key, Yadira. Like, it's like when you allow the energy to move instead of like fighting it like oh why am I feeling this way I'm so stupid beating ourselves up yeah then it can it can move and it can transform into something so beautiful and I, I find myself making space you know mm-hmm. and allowing mm-hmm. I, 
Yeah, exactly. Like allowing new things to come in, new flavors to be experienced. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I have found myself stuck, like daydreaming about being with, you know, or making a relationship work that has not been working for many, many years. And once I finally released that relationship, like fully, like, yo, I'm, this is not lining up for me. And the yeah. universe, great spirit keeps telling me it's not lining up for me. Mm-hmm. And since I've let that go, I've had like experiences to where I'm like, oh shit, like this type of person could like someone like me, you know? And I, yeah. and not that I see myself as less than, but it's just like a whole nother different type of person that I would have never been even attracted to in the past. I'm like, that's great. I deserve this. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. I like mm-hmm. that. And you know, I had to, Yadira actually told me that Yadira's like, I need to make space for myself. Mm-hmm. And that I first. Like, I really was, I am such a sucker for love and I love love and I love very hard. And so when I come across these people, number one, first off, being an intuitive and being a psychic and a medium, all this, it's like you already know. What's this torture? Yeah, what the person needs, and it's like you try to be that, but they're not even at that point to where they realize that's something they need, and so then it's coming off like you're being forceful and like you're pushing them to do things they don't want to do. It's like you're drowning them with love, but they're like, hold on, like wait, like this is a lot, like it's very overwhelming. So I would kind of like get really in my feelings about like oh this person's not reciprocating it like this person's like why is I'm here I'm this I'm that I'm being everything that they need and more but it's like I need to be that for myself because Mm -hmm. this person's not ready and it's like I'm clearing out so much space for this person who's not even ready to like fully step in Mm -hmm. you know so a lot of lessons that have been learned (sighs) Mm. so the next part a boyfriend girlfriend or partner does term well do does these terms and titles have an impact on the relationship they shouldn't but they do yeah Yeah. i'm i don't know i'm prone to monogamy but i also question myself and my reasoning for it constantly yeah um I just think it's unnecessary. I think labels shouldn't have an impact on on how we connect. And it's unfortunate that they do. I think whether something brief or whether something offers longevity to your life in terms of being a long-term relationship, I think either way you grow and you learn and there's a different sensation of feeling safe and having a strong foundation when it's long-term. Um, but yeah. I just think it's it's unfortunate that it's a the power of words yeah. is is what puts weight on that instead of actions. You know, there's people who mm-hmm. who've been together and never married for like 20 years who yeah. have something healthier than someone who's been married for you know a few years. And so I just awesome. I do think it impacts it, but I think that's a very culturally driven thing. I don't think it's human at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how does how does these titles affect your relationship because me personally I'm not a fan of the title boyfriend girlfriend because I feel like that changes the dynamic I feel very stressed out and I feel (laughs) as if 
like when I hear the term, like at least for me, the term boyfriend girlfriend, I feel like I am being put up in a cage and I don't have freedom anymore. Mm. Like, so I'm more of a person of I like the term partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like let's work together. Like, especially because it's like we're our own separate person and we're just coming together, creating something beautiful with each other. You know, I feel like it's not. I feel like it's just not as harsh. Like, granted, like, sure, we can go, like, I don't even mind if he says, like, oh, this is my partner. Like, he doesn't have to say this is my boyfriend. Like, this is my girlfriend. He can just say, oh, this is my partner. You know? And it's, like, because at the end of the day, we have an understanding of what we have going on Mm -hmm. and and where we're moving to that the term, like, calling me their girlfriend, I feel as if like I'm in like old like back then to where <laughs> I can't talk like I can't talk unless spoken to like my man has to speak mm. like that's what it reminds me of is like I am no like I feel like a piece of property mm-hmm. basically yeah um I don't know I'm I I feel a sense of safety when it comes to like someone being like, yo, we're we're together. I'm yeah. not necessarily a fan of those words, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner. Um I've I've used the word beloved with my okay. with my former. Um and that felt really good to me because it felt like, you know, we're just we're holding each other in a really like endearing space. Yeah. And it didn't necessarily give those like you know, conditioned titles. Yeah. Um, Cause partner even to me kind of sounds more like business or like, mm-hmm. you know, that's just my partner, you know? Yeah. So I, I love, know. beloved. It's like my concubine. <laughs> it's so romantic. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Call me what you want, boo. Like, and, yeah. and the whole thing about, you know, monogamy, that's a whole nother story too. And probably a topic for another day, but I've definitely, <laughs> um, been reconsidering like what that even means because it's just again it's one of those things where it's like okay now that we're together whatever term you want to slap on it there's all these rules and regulations and it's like when I have friends I don't give my friends rules and regulations Mm -hmm. and I love them just as I would a beloved you know I'll snuggle with my girls you know just as I would a beloved I will cut for them just like I would my beloved like it's all the same except we made we just not have an intercourse Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I'm saying yeah so now we move on to the next section which is relationship so how how knowing what you want is important in when I do a lot of relationship readings, people always say, I want a boyfriend. I want a girlfriend. I want a relationship. And I'm just like, okay, well, what do you want? And they get, they get stuck. They're like, what do you mean? Like, what, what do you want? What and how is your ideal relationship? Uh, what does that consist of? what your expectation because I that's another thing too like when it comes to dating it's we're not being upfront about what we are wanting out of the relationship you know especially when you're dating like do you want to be casual do you want to be exclusive do you want to be open you know Mm -hmm. like you can be in a relationship but it's like also this person's 
ideal relationship is probably being open or mm-hmm. having, you know, just something else going on. And it's like, it's, I feel like it's really important to know what your ideal relationship is. So that way you're not getting into something with someone who is about polygamy and you are not. So it's like, (laughs) it's like you, like y'all should have had this conversation Mm -hmm. at the beginning, you know? And I feel like a lot of people just skip over that and will just jump straight into a relationship, not truly understanding what their person's needs and wants are in their relationship. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like we're. It feels like there's a pause in the energy right now because, at least for me, that's something I do need to sit down with. I I've been so like preoccupied with kind of peeling off the old layers of what I thought a relationship should be and healing from, you know, my beloved of nine years and separating. Mm. and so yeah that is something I need to sit down with and and figure out like what is it that I want right now I've just been focused on like what makes me happy and what you know what I mean like if it doesn't make me happy or bring me joy I don't want it so I know that much um but I would say definitely number one number one number one is transparency Mm -hmm. like if if I don't have if we can't communicate in a good way and like just like to me I think the reason why I'm more now kind of leaning towards not polygamy because polygamy is the man gets to have all the women but polyamory because it's like at least there's from what I know um a sense of trustworthiness like at least that person is telling me what's going on and we're sharing this experience together uh, I haven't I haven't experienced it myself and I think that takes a lot of fucking balls to to be able to do some shit like that. Yeah. But you know, um I'm open to it because I'd rather be in a relationship where I know what my beloved is doing and who they're with as opposed to like someone lying to me, cheating on me yeah. and all those things. Um so transparency definitely and then just like loving kindness, yeah. like really just like being um considerate of the other person, which goes hand in hand with the the transparency. It doesn't mean that like, yo, go sleep with whoever you want and then come back and tell me, but we have agreements, you know what I'm saying? That feel good for both of us. Definitely. So do you know who your ideal partner is at this moment in your life? Because it does change. And like a lot of people, and this is kind of where I get hard on people about, it is the importance of understanding like you and this person are two separate people and y'all change. And this Mm -hmm. is why relationships in some cases end prematurely because they, they started off with someone who wasn't their complete idea. And they would Mm -hmm. also this person grows and changes as well. So it's Mm -hmm. like right now, like my ideal partner has definitely changed mm. like completely well I want to say completely different but it definitely has changed especially of what I'm expecting out of someone like I tell people to get a list especially with people who aren't dating and write out the characteristics that they would like this person to have you know and most people like will write a whole like essay and I'm like don't write an essay 
like try to keep it one worded like is this person mm-hmm. nurturing is this person tender is this person you know a provider are they a protector mm-hmm. are they adventurous and most people when I tell them that too they're just like uh I don't know and it's just kind of like you got to know these things like you want to get in a relationship but you don't know what your ideal and how you want your relationship to be you don't know how you want this person like these characteristics and also I feel like that's an easy way to kind of weed out people is when you have this list and you know exactly because most people are like oh I want someone that makes money it's like no what do you want this person like outside of that like do you want this person to be a provider you know do you want this person to be family oriented it's like know these things because you're always going to come across someone you know, it's it's just a given. It's a billion of us in this world. And some of these people are going to have some of these characteristics and some aren't. And if you want someone to, because there is going to be someone that's going to tackle those things on that list. It's like when you come across that person, it's like, okay, this is the one you can fully, truly get to know. But it's also not saying to ignore the other people because, again, people do change. But it's also if you have the patience to grow with that person as well and wait. Mm. So, yeah, that that is a thing. And then also, do people want companionship or an actual genuine relationship? Mm-hmm. Because, and this is really going based on all the readings, you know, people are saying, oh, I just want someone to spend time with. I just want someone to love. I just want someone to hang out with and talk to. And I'm just like, that's a companion. Like, that that doesn't make that a relationship. Because you can have that with anyone. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, it's just kind of, do people genuinely want a relationship or they just want a companion to, like, spend time with and do stuff with? Yeah. I mean, as I said, I feel like there's something really special about being in relationship, you know, (laughs) especially like just that intimacy part. And like, I don't know, it just it it feels more complete because, you know, companionship I can have with my friends, I can have with my dog. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's why I I feel like it's super important to know exactly what your ideal relationship is because if you're just saying you want someone to hang out with that's a friendship you mm-hmm. can hang you can hang out with your boss at the end of the mm-hmm. day you know yeah. so, also when it comes down to prepping yourself for a relationship what is that you know like people like me I myself for my next relationship like I'm doing the work of knowing exactly mm-hmm. what I want in a relationship, what I want my partner to be like, and then also doing some work on me, especially since loving, loving, learning my love languages, it's like, okay, I really need to like get a better understanding of this. And also, I've changed and I've realized things, new things about myself every week. So it's like, I am prepping myself for this relationship so that at least when I come in in together with this person it's um 
I'm not, they're not having to sit here and watch me, like, try to figure things out and figure myself out. Right. But I also, I, I 100% agree with that and think it's so important. But I also feel like there's an allotment of grace that we should allow ourselves if, if we're yeah. not quite there yet, you know, because, like, I feel like a growth mindset is knowing that there's always something to improve on and as long as we're just doing the work you know and then when you get into the relationship y'all can do the work together yeah and it doesn't have to be like oh I'm not you know I'm not I'm not there yet I'm not ready yet like if someone shows up gratitude yeah Yeah. especially like if they and that's what I was gonna do um if they like do you have the patience to sit there Mm. a lot of people you know they like of course not everyone's gonna come perfect you know but it's like if this person hasn't taken the time to acknowledge what I think which is gonna go into our next portion like um understanding childhood trauma and things like that if these people like hasn't come to that point it's like you're literally having to be patient because they're honestly fine like they're experiencing something that you physically can't and you might not understand it completely. So it's like you have to be patient for this person to get at least to the point like that you want. I feel like a lot of things is very rushed. Um, which is why like I've been like I've been prepping myself at least trying to understand like the root as to why I am the way I am. And you know, and of course it brings me back to the childhood trauma. It's like these experiences has kind of molded me into this, you know, people, you know, will always say like, I'm very kind of hardcore. Um, I am like, I get, like I have this tough exterior and I had to kind of look deep into myself and see why that is, you know, as well as I'm the type of person that I am a runner, you know, and I will run from a relationship. Mm. And I, I was, I remember I was talking to someone, and I was like, "Yeah, I've been to like five high schools, and I've been to like two different middle schools." And it was like, "Wow!" And that, like, a light switch went off because I'm like, "Dang, I've never settled in anywhere." Yeah. Like I'm so used to picking up and leaving. Like even when it comes to my house, I'm just like, I still have clothes and bags, and I've been there. Mm-hmm. for months you know I've been there for almost half a year and it's like I'm so used to just picking up and leaving and moving that it's it's like I'm I'm anxious all the time mm-hmm. you know, I'm wondering okay what what's gonna happen you know let me just go ahead and have my stuff ready you know so I don't have to get ready and things like that you know no, I actually really get that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. No, I do. Yeah, so I'm glad, like, and that was one thing my ex brought up because we were together for three years. I was still living out of bags. Damn. I was still living out of bags. Did y'all live together? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we lived together the entire relationship. Um, and it's like, I was still living out of bags. 
you know and the thing was it's like i never truly fully under like i never really paid attention to it but it got to a point to where i'm just like well now i know why it's because i was Mm -hmm. i was kind of like waiting for that moment of okay we gotta move or okay like this is this relationship is over like it's so ingrained in my head to like just pick up and go that I don't even allow myself to enjoy everything in its entirety because I'm already waiting for it to end. Wow. Yeah. I mean, acknowledged and and connected those dots though, because I feel like that's so healing. Yeah. Like I've been doing some work. (laughs) Yeah. So when it comes to space, in a relationship I feel like space like and just taking time away from each other I kind of feel like it's necessary Mm. at least at this moment because in all my relationships immediately we moved in together immediately Mm -hmm. and so we were always together (laughs) 24-7 24-7 to the point to where it's like it, it's like no change and mm-hmm. so this is my first time I've ever been this single this long mm-hmm. and Same. and it's like I love my space and now I see why the older generation was really big on do not move in with this person unless you're married yes. because it does make things extremely serious really quick but then also, it's like it's giving me space to move around and continue to experience life and to be my own separate person outside of the relationship. Right. You know, so I definitely like, I even joked around to them. I was like, you know, I was like, one day when I get married, I'm still going to have my own separate house. Like, Girl, I had an elder that did that. Like him and his lady never got married, and they were together for like forty years. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something really important about having like your sovereignty in relationship. Yeah. Because I mean, I know I've lost myself in relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I feel like there's a responsibility that that person holds energetically. Yeah. When you do that and we feel like, okay, I'm just being committed and I'm just loving on them and I'm just like all about them. But nah, sis, it's <laughs> we uh-huh. lose ourselves. Yeah, no, seriously. And I remember I had mentioned this in my previous relationship, like, hey, I stopped doing things because of because of you. And I'm not blaming you, but it's like I stopped doing things because I didn't want you to like be upset or feel something because I am a night owl person I like to be out at night and when I'm single you know it's not like I'm turning up in the streets but it's like I can hang out with my friends until midnight or one o'clock in the morning you know and just hang out but it's like I can pick up and leave when I want I like especially like being a business owner it's like I can do all these things without having to worry about I don't want to say like I have to worry about your feelings but more so it's like I don't have to worry about 
doing something that is upsetting because you feel like I'm not giving you enough. Right. You know, like, so I definitely like my space because I'm able to breathe. And then also, too, people's habits. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you really know someone unless you see, like, their disgusting habits? <laughs> like, like, what the heck? Like, I I have OCD. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Being with someone who, like, I grew up, like, the moment you touch a dish, you instantly wash it. You don't let it sit in the sink. You got to instantly, right. you know, but. Don't put it down. Put it away. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> oh, no. Like, leaving it into the, oh, my goodness. I kid you not. I could have literally become a drill sergeant in my last relationship by how much I was like, did you just put that fork in the sink? Like, mm-hmm. why did you put in the sink and not wash it? Like, like this. And I feel like when we do that, it like actually makes it worse in the way that uh, they just kind of don't want to do it. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like as yeah. soon as we step into that role of dictator, mother, or commander, it's yeah. like automatically they go into the role of like, well, it doesn't really matter to me so much. Yeah, at least like, that's what I've noticed. You yeah. know. Like, no, seriously, because for one, I, he would tell me, he's like, you're nagging. He's like, you're always nagging. And I'm just like, or he'll be like, you're always complaining. I'm like, how am I complaining? I'm just telling you to like, do this, this, and this. Like, I'm not complaining because I I guess it got so much to me, like nitpicking, I guess, in a sense, but uh, I'm just really big on like, but it was also because my love language too was like acts of servant. Exactly. Because exactly. I began to feel like a I began to feel like a servant because I'm like mm-hmm. I'm always like granted like I love doing it for you like I don't mind cleaning up after you and doing this and doing that but it's like at some point in time I need you to do that because now I'm starting to feel like I'm being taken advantage of. Right. You know. So See, I didn't realize how. I was being until like moving in with my sister and yeah. I see that she's the way that I was with her man. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I see it from the outside and yeah. like, I can see why it makes it hard for people to want to actually do stuff because it's like, they kind of automatically know that you're going to just tell them to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Which comes to the next part. Timing is everything mm. I think mean, it's everything um, and this kind of just goes into not rushing a relationship mm-hmm. like, yeah I, and that's yeah. where I, I'm, I'm kind of where how you were saying earlier like you just want to automatically jump like yeah. for yeah. me I feel like when I, when I like somebody I'm just like yo let's just let's be cool let's do this like you know it doesn't have to be a title Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I don't hear from you for a couple of days, it makes me a little bit like, hmm, yeah. what's going on? Because I guess for me, I don't know if this falls into the category of words of affirmation, but I just, I, I love communication. Like I said, that's my number one thing, communication, transparency. Like, yeah. you know, I don't give a shit what you're doing. I just kind of want to know. Like, I just want to feel important enough to like, 
be a part of whatever you're doing, <laughs> you know? Maybe it's a little bit of FOMO, I don't know, but it just feels good to me to like be included. And I also have identified that it is a part of my childhood PTSD. Like mm -hmm. abandonment issues are very real for me. Yeah. And they show up in relationships. Yeah. And yeah, time is everything. I just, I, like, of course I heard that all the time. But more than ever, I truly see how timing is everything because when, and this is like really goes in when it comes to readings, like getting readings, like love readings, is that we see the outcome, we see what's going to happen, so we try to rush. And I know I have tried to rush because I've gotten a reading, and every reading says the same thing. So it's like I to rush it, but I ultimately end up pushing that person away. Mm -hmm. and, and now I kind of see why time is everything because this person is going through things like and they're having to fix certain things. Well, not fix certain things, but they're having to experience certain things changes to themselves. Just like how now I'm having to make changes for myself. You know, I'm having yeah. to, you know, kind of maneuver with life and it's like okay if we were in a relationship right now we probably would be stressed <laughs> af with each other <laughs> because so many th so much stuff is happening separately in our lives that it's mm. not that it's pulling us away from each other but it's like okay like right now i just have to focus right like, i love you but i have to focus i can't i can't right now you know yeah, and that's important to like be able to like say that. Yeah. So that. Yes. So number four on our list: questions and why you should get things out in the open. So I ask questions. I guess that most people don't ask. I'm really big. <laughs> like one of the first questions I ask men. Tell me about your childhood. Mm. Tell me about your Dive right in on them. Okay. Right, right in with no hesitation. Tell right. me about your childhood and tell me about your upbringing. And then I follow up with, because if I know your upbringing, that tells me a lot about you. Mm -hmm. Because I will understand why you communicate the way you communicate, why you, you know, do certain things. Like, I will get a fully better understanding because it literally starts with our parents and our elders in our life as well as you know the community but starts at home first definitely you know like, when you ask them that are they like pretty open to telling you so one of my one person like he didn't want to talk about childhood really but over the course of the relationship, he began to open up more. Um, I have, I actually did ask most of the guys, most of them do not want to talk about it, but recently there was someone I come across and I was just kind of like, I gave it at least, I gave it like two, three weeks before I went in asking questions. I was like, let me, let me take a look. <laughs> I asked him and he told me, he actually mm -hmm. opened up and I'm like, well, how did that make you feel? 
what do you like what are your thoughts how do you think that impacted you and i'm just like i'm like he probably thinks like i'm interrogating him (laughs) and like why are you asking me these questions but he really answered them so it was nice even though i know he was giving me cookie cutter answers Mm. you know it's like i'm not expecting you to go deep because again like we we're just now getting acquainted but it's like thank you for at least telling me some of these things right you know, at least, like, at least you feel comfortable enough to express this to me. Totally. You know, so. I also I mean, asked, huh? I was going to say, I'd want to be with someone that asked, that wanted to know about yeah. my childhood. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, oh, I wish these men would ask me about my childhood. Mm. I, like, I ask these things because I want them to ask me. Mm-hmm. because it's like I want to tell you like right off the back who I am and why I am the way I am but I don't want to just spring it on you because I feel like if you didn't ask you didn't want to know right you know so I ask those because I also kind of want them to ask me because I have a lot of I have a lot of things you know a lot of childhood trauma and it's just kind of like I would like to be and that's also me too wanting to be more vulnerable and intimate with someone now. Right. Because I wasn't an intimate person. Like I didn't want feelings. Talk about feelings. You want to like touch me. You want to hold my hand. Like you want to kiss me in public. Like, no, Right. Like, like, what are you doing? But now it's like, okay, I do want to open up and be vulnerable and intimate with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm allowing that now. Beautiful. Yeah. I remember <laughs> One time after um, an intimate experience with an individual, um, I I started crying and I was like, and then I felt like I had to give an excuse for why I was crying. And then I was like, yeah, you know, I just, I've been touched in this way and, you yeah. know, it just kind of triggered me. And then he just kind of looked at me like with his eyes really big, like, whoa, you yeah. know, like scared. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, intimacy is, a it's vulnerable. Yeah. And, you know, not that every person has to be available for that, but I think if you're willing to go there with someone, then yeah. you should be, like, open to it all. Like, whatever comes up. Definitely. Like, because I am not intimate with everyone. Like, some, like, and this is the whole thing, like, immediately to, with one of my questions, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to just have sex or are you wanting to like see if this can go into a relationship? Mm-hmm. I asked that immediately. Well, I used to. I kind of backed off of asking that. But but that was like one of my like as soon as like we exchange numbers and we're texting, it's like, okay, well, what do you what do you want? Right. Like, tell me I'm a big girl. You're not gonna hurt my feelings if you just wanna like be DTF and right about your business like just at least tell me so the way i know not to put my emotions into yeah let's be clear again transparency yeah no uh, a couple weeks ago i i told this guy like yo i'm not looking for a fuck boy mm-hmm. and he got offended didn't want to talk to me anymore but i mean i had to keep it real and i think if he wasn't that then he wouldn't have got offended to begin with so True. you know it's an easy way to just kind of like, let's be clear, and if that's what you want, there's so many others out there that you could definitely get, get your needs met. Yeah, seriously. And 
another question that I ask is tell me about your most recent relationship and why it ended. Mm, I like that one. And a lot of, you know, a lot of love guru or coaches or, you know, you know, people nowadays are like, don't ever ask about the their relationship. Like, don't bring up their past relationship because that has nothing to do with anything now. And it's like, it actually has a lot to do with things. It now. does. Because when was it? I want to know, are you personally <laughs> heartbroken? Right. Like, or is this a rebound thing? You know? And then it's like, have you had time to heal and truly yeah. process that last breakup? And then what happened? Did someone cheat? Were you guys just not on the same page? Because also, I want to see if there's a pattern. Right. You know, like, I want to yeah. know, is this something that you do a lot? And advice, and advice to those that think they can change somebody, you can't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they can change on their own willingly, but you can't change somebody. I mean, when my when my former beloved told me he's cheated on every girl he's been with, I should have wow. I should have listened. I should have just been like, "Cool, thank you for telling me that. I'm out." But I didn't. I didn't listen because I was that girl that thought I could change somebody. Well, or maybe be tough enough to handle it. It's so but, funny. He literally said he cheated on every girl. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I mean, love the honesty. Right. But what the hell? <laughs> right. And what was and, and and where I'm at now in my thinking is like what was going on with me that I would actually be with somebody that didn't have enough respect for himself or the relationship he relationships he was in, you know what I'm saying, to do that. Yeah. The next question I do ask is, what are you wanting in a relationship? Do you want marriage? Do you want kids? Do you just want to travel? Like, uh, what? Girl, what? I'll take the travel. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I know that part. <laughs> I mean, kids would be, uh, a kid would be dope. Um, you know, I'm, I don't want to give my age away, but I'm definitely not a spring chicken anymore. No. So, you know, I, one kid would be cool, but I've also considered like, I'm okay with being a single mom. Like I never, ever thought I'd say that, but it's not so bad. It's not, it's not like we've made it such a taboo. Oh my God, where's your partner or whatever? Like, it's cool. Like if this baby chose me to be its mom, like, yeah, bless, you know, I'll travel with my babe on my hip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Ultimately, I would definitely say that I would love to have, to be in love again and to have like that true divine, like spiritual companionship where we're just like, I, I don't know why the word lost in each other comes up, but then that doesn't really fit anymore because I want us to like find each other. I want us to like find our paths together. I want us to explore together. You know, like I, I love deep, I love hard and with my whole heart and, you know, I would love to be met in that way. Yeah. You know, no, definitely. I, um, I, marriage has changed in my mind so many mm-hmm. times because again, like, I feel like titles change a lot and I do mm-hmm. know, I do know someone whose parents have been together since high school. 
never married, but they've been together since wow. high. I mean, her, yeah, since they were in high school, and they just don't feel the need to get married. Yeah. And then when I meet married couples, they all say, "Oh, the first year's the hardest." It's like did the title changes. Like, what's going on? Like, I gotta say, yeah. like. Yeah, like now legally, like they're really pushing it. Like, oh, you need to get married because if something happens, you, you know, you get, you know, access to it. You don't have to worry about missing out and things like that. But marriage, yeah. But why be with somebody just for the access to the just in case? Like, are you wanting yeah. them to die? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And then also too, I feel like this is why it's important to know, like what your partner wanted because uh I think like a couple years back because I really wasn't big on you know an open relationship um but now I guess at this moment it's like I'm kind of open to the idea of that especially because I know that I get bored. Well, I don't want to say bored. I get used to it. Like, things are not changing. And maybe that'll change, like, in my next relationship. Like, if we're very active as far as, like, traveling and, like, then maybe it's like, okay, this one person is enough for me. Mm-hmm. But if, if I'm not being stimulated in that way, it's like, okay, like, I need someone else here, too. Yeah. You know, I need some something different. Right, so marriage is definitely it's like a question right yeah. I mean that's bold to admit that you yeah. know and I think it's great to like go in letting people know like I I like to be stimulated I like to have excitement or I get yeah. bored and if I get bored like what can we do you know yeah and it's like granted I'll still remain like you know just this one person, but it's also like to where sexually I'm not wanting to be intimate with you no more. Mm-hmm. Like because it's like, uh, this is a job. Like it starts to feel like a job to me. Right. You know? Well, that's where sex magic and tantra comes in, no. you know. And yeah. I mean, that's fun if the if the other partner is willing to play, yeah. you know, because I think, you know, me, I would have just kept things juicy and alive with my former beloved, but he just was not into those things. Yeah. So, you know, you both kind of have to be on the similar page when it comes to your growth process together, because yeah, there's always going to come a point where things kind of get boring always, no matter, I don't give a damn how in love or sexy or whatever the person is. Like it always comes to like that point. But to me, it's like, if you're not willing to grow together, then it starts dying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good thing you brought up. Tantra is because that's something I've wanted to been learning because I was like, my next relationship, because again, my past relationship, the biggest thing, one of the biggest things was, is that I wasn't speaking his love language, which was physical touch. Mm-hmm. And again, I acknowledge why I wasn't that type of person. And then also I've experienced people who kind of, I guess, brought me out to that side you know made me more comfortable with it and I was like I want intimacy with my next partner on a whole different level and I want us to be vulnerable and definitely yes. 
And I was, I have been trying to find information that's not westernized on Tantra. Well, here you go, boo. I no. mean, that's, that's what I practice. So, and because of the, you know, the shifts that happened in my last relationship, I actually became a licensed sex love and relationship coach. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's a beautiful world. It really is to get to know yourself on a deeper level and be able to like push your boundaries and learn what's exciting to you. You know, also, if you don't know what your sexual boundaries are, I'd say go to like a play shop, you know, yeah. do play around because you never know. I mean, I went to like this week long um, like play party and I was a voyeur basically the whole time. And I just, <laughs> I was like, shit, you know? And so finally there was, there was this guy that was like smudging his um, floggers and like, I'm still new to this whole thing, believe it or not. But like, I was like, I want to, I want to try that. Like, I want to be roped. I want to be like smacked, you know, with, yeah. these, <laughs> with these leather strips. And I loved it. I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Like, yeah. you just don't know until you push your limits a little. And yeah. I mean, definitely like <laughs> do it. Like, I, I like a little pain and I didn't realize, like, I like to be scratched. You know, there's this so much to explore and when you have someone to explore with amazing but if you don't super amazing too because then you get to like find your own pleasure and like that's why I started working with Yoni crystals and you know all the things that can I can bring pleasure to myself with like Mm -hmm. I mean I don't know what kind of podcast this is but we can we can go deep on all that maybe next round but like girl it's it's so fun when you tap into that world honestly you know I did find out my kinks. <laughs> I found them out. Now, granted, I have not. I have things that I'm like, oh, I would like to try that, but I mm. haven't tried it with anyone because I'm just like, damn, are they comfortable enough for this? Like, are they okay with it? And I think one guy that I was talking to, he asked me, he's like, what's your kinks? But it's funny that he asked me what my kinks was, but didn't give me that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just like, okay, like, what was your purpose? He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready, you know, and that's okay. So I did meet someone. And this is another thing why it's like, okay, I am, like, looking for, not looking for them, but it's like my next person, like, ideally, I want us to be able to explore because, again, when it came to sex, and people used to always get on me about this, I was like, I would not take my shirt off. Like, I used to have sex with my shirt on. Like, I would not get completely naked. And then, because it felt weird, but it was one guy that I dated who happened to be a pastor. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes. And he had no problem, like, getting fully undressed and, like, walking around. Like, he would walk around with no clothes on. And I'm just like, you don't want to put clothes on? He's like, like, why would I? And so I remember, like, he really got on me in, like, a very, like, sweet way about me being nude and like being okay with it and I would still cover up like I would like try to run to the restroom but I would like try to put my clothes on to go to a restroom he's like why are you putting clothes on to go to the restroom like just like walk around like be free so now I'm not gonna lie I at this point it's like I want you to see me yeah I want you to look at this work but then also absolutely (laughs) this pastor 
has introduced me to a he introduced toys. Okay, Pastor. I'll like, see you. I was shocked. <laughs> I was so shocked. That's sexy. The whole, I'm, bro, like, he's like, I'm not your average pastor. And I'm like, I see. <laughs> like, Hallelujah. Like, oh my goodness. So he introduced me to toys and to play with toys during, you know, sex. And I'm just like, yo, this is really like rocking. Now, granted, there are some things that I want to try, but then also, I'm as bold as I am and as aggressive as I am, when it comes to actual like sex, I am not going to speak up on what I want half the time because I get nervous. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, I sound so like dirty. Like, oh my, mm. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh my goodness, like, oh, like, I hope I didn't like come off a certain kind of way but you know again that's something that I'm working on it's like being authentic and just like putting it out there because hey this person might be with you definitely and you know that all comes from like the slut shaming thing that we have in our head that all comes from religion and patriarchy and societal beliefs and all the things so I mean of course we think that way but once you break through those barriers of the mind, it's like, oh, magic. Magic just happens. The unfolding happens. We really get our desires and our needs met. And it just, we can live alive. You yeah. Know? We can live from the juicy parts of us, you yeah. know? So yeah. ah, I love it. Let's definitely pick up on that. Yeah. Next we- round because we could go deep, girl. Yeah. I already know. Sure. I have lots to talk about on that topic. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have a whole separate one specific because yes. The next <laughs> is so you're a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Spiritual person. Do you how do you feel about do you feel as if spirits play a part in some relationships? Uh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I I remember I got a reading and it was random because I wasn't going to get a reading for this but my answer was all like you can't be with this person and you can't have kids with this person Mm. and I'm just like what do you mean like I've been with this person for years like now you're telling me like I'm heartbroken and then I kept getting readings over and over again saying like don't get pregnant by this person do not have kids you know I mean don't uh person like this relationship needs to end and it came out as to reason why is because this person was going to be in the way of my journey my spiritual journey and like they're kind of like hindering me from my growth Mm -hmm. and but then also it's like okay now I'm meeting you know these other people that are coming up in readings for me it's just like okay like what is going on i see spirits have been like really selecting people like selecting people for me and now although they do select these people that does not mean like i'm gonna end up with them because Mm -hmm. like when one mess up they send another one and it's like Mm -hmm. potential and then it's just kind of like all right spirits are very active in my dating life Mm -hmm. (laughs) very active that could be a good thing or not. 
<laughs> it is a good thing because you know spirit is not gonna lead you astray right they're gonna make sure because there's they're seeing everything they know beyond what we see and know on this humanly plane no well well i need to get a reading from you for sure <laughs> <laughs> um, ready to get some answers yeah. <laughs> and then uh, divine connections Mm -hmm. soulmates karmic relationships twin flames what are your thoughts on those lovely topics ah man i've yeah i've i don't know i mean my my former was my twin flame and we Mm. were exactly that like just fire all the time Wow. And like dynamic, passionate, like just both of us were like, we've never been in love like we've loved before. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like with that, there's a lot of karmic ties and yeah, like just stuff that needs to be worked out. Um, soulmates, I feel like can be with anybody. Like my best friend is my soulmate. My, my nephew is my soulmate. Like you know, my sisters are my soulmate, you know, like, I, I feel like there's different connections. Um, like, cause I, I feel like when, before we come to earth, we make contracts mm-hmm. um, with people and then we meet those people and try to fulfill the contracts as best yeah. as we can. So we don't have to keep repeating them. Yeah. The next lifetime. Yeah. Um, so that's just, that's the way I've come to terms with it. And just from different, like, guides that I've you know talked to this is the way that it it's been makes the most sense to me yeah Mm. yeah definitely um but I will say just because you meet your divine counterpart (laughs) it's gonna be easy getting to that finish line Mm -mm. because is everything mm-hmm. and I remember I prayed so much to meet you know the person that I'm meant to be with spend my day like spend my life with but it's just like the timing wasn't right and it's just kind of like oh damn like do I be patient or do I kind of just tr- at least attempt to move on mm-hmm. you know so <sighs> the last and final section and segment in our episode today is titled Things to Keep in Mind. Number one, your partner is their own person. Mm. And I think we forget that yeah. a lot. Like, We've seen it with Will and Jada when they talked when Will was like it's he was like he's like you can't truly make someone happy like they have to have, have happiness already like they have to be able to make themselves happy because you can't do that like yeah you can have happy experiences and things like that but you truly can't there's only so much you can do mm-hmm. you know and then also I see with, you know, just like having to change yourself. I feel that, and that's kind of the main reason why I'm not a fan of the, like, the label is because now I feel like there's an expectation put on me. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Like when we see like, especially Cardi B and Offset, <laughs> people were expecting Cardi B to stop being Cardi B. Mm. And it's like, I love that. And, and I shouldn't even say that. Oh, I love that in their relationship. Like she's still her. And it's like, wh- why would she not be? Right. Exactly. You know? But we see that with relationship like people stop being who they truly who they were before the relationship mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> that's yeah that's a good one to end with yeah the other one is you can't help or be a part of everything mm. and i seen this a lot especially mm-hmm. experienced it as you're in a relationship with someone and they're going through something, you want to try to fix it. Yep. Like, you want to try to help and then you get in your face when this person's, like, not trying to let you win and not allowing you to help. Mm-hmm. And so, now you guys are arguing, but it's like this person is one their own person and the things that they're experiencing and going through, they are having to do by themselves. You know, yeah. and that's just like a little simple, like a little quick reminder. You can't be a part of everything, you know. Girl, just we need a school or something. We no. need a school on how to be in relationships because it's oh. like, oh. you know, I think we start like dating in middle school, you know, at least. I mean, I had a boyfriend in elementary, even though we what? never talked. Like, <laughs> he was just like, you're my girlfriend. I was like, okay. And then we were like together till high school and then we kissed finally in high school Mm -hmm. like it was super cute but you know it's like you think okay that's it's important to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and then when you do like all these rules and regulations come with it and like you're saying like nothing even really has to change it's just that now you have respect and love for that person and consideration for them and it should be that simple yeah like I didn't get into my. But first you should have that before. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't get into my first relationship until college. Nice, good for you. You know, I that was, but I, I was like, I was like really like active with sports too. So it's mm. like, but also my family had this real big thing about dating. So it's like also that whole mm-hmm. thing. But I when I was with one of my exes he wanted to when I was going through something he wouldn't he would try to like be there and like help but I'm just like honestly like please like you're stressing me out you're not helping with the situation because the way I process things you do not understand Mm. and you're trying to make me process in a way that's comfortable for you Mm mm-hmm you know, so that whole thing. Um, number three, and this is the last one. Heal first before jumping into things with someone and why this is important. Mm. To not bring the baggage. Yeah. <sighs> you know, to acknowledge some of the trauma that you've endured, like, especially if it's trauma from a past relationship you know Mm -hmm. especially abuse 
that was something that everyone differently. But then also what I have seen a lot of people will think they are healed from it because they just it's like, oh, this happened to me. Instead of into like how are you feeling you know like truly about the situation what do you feel about the situation you know and they will feel like just because they're not mad at the situation or more that they're healed but it's like no like sometimes like did you fully acknowledge and process everything that happened you know like what what's going on because after that relationship I kind of really, I did change in the sense of it's like, okay, these things made him mad. I don't want to do these because it's going to make the next person mad. And to even the point to where just lifting, like my ex lifting his hand up, even if it's just to give me a high five, I would flinch, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, and he like freaked. He looked at me. He's like, he's like, why are you lifting? He's like, why are you flinching? Like I beat you or something. And I'm just like, well, in the past, it's like, I like when I got out the relationship. I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like I'm out the relationship. Now. I'm not with this abusive person no more. But it's like, no, like PTSD. Yeah, no, the eyes. Hmm. You know, and also that we wish the other person did for us. It's like we can't go into the new relationship kind of dragging what someone else did or didn't do for us. Mm -hmm. You know, giving that person a clean slate, you know. So, and Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. Ah, I love it. Yeah. This was a this was a very insightful and it honestly felt it honestly to me felt like this this podcast went by. It feels like it went by fast. <laughs> really been here for over an hour. I know. You know, so crazy how time flies. I love it. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Divine Priestess, for your time and energy putting this all together and inviting me on the call. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to more episodes to come. Yes, and thank you for being a part of this. Like, truly, seriously, I am really grateful for you being on here. And we definitely need to talk about <laughs> the next episode when we dive deep yes into you know we can really call it um uh, sex love and magic <laughs> i love it yes <laughs> let's do it let's yes. create some sex love and magic we started the cause magic we're ending it with magic and yeah. let's bring it into the next episode definitely so go ahead and plug yourself in tell the people where they can find sure. you and all that gratitude <laughs> thank you so much and thank you to all of our listeners Yes, yes. All right, you guys. See you next time.
Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. So if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast. Whether you're listening to Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you are listening to, please, please, please subscribe. Also, if you are in the Houston area or you have internet access, follow and visit Casa de Aguas Dulces. We're located in Houston, Texas, the first and only spiritual tea house. So it's a tea house in Iberia. So there's a lot of events and things for the community. So for those who do not know, it's Casa, C-A-S-A, de D-E, Aguas, A-G-U-A-S, Dulces, D-U-L-C-E-S. All right. And if you haven't, you know, renew <laughs> i am divine priestess you can also find me on instagram at d-i-v-i-n-e-p-r-i-e-s-t-e-s-s so you guys enjoy the rest of your day the rest of your night your weekend week whichever you are at so I'm looking forward to growing with you guys <laughs>